Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Sports. You're here with Tom. Today we're continuing with our season previews and we're going to run with the New Zealand Warriors today, the Waz. Watching the 2023 season and how good the Warriors did was just so good as an NRL fan. Like, Find me a fan that didn't like that and I'll find you a phony because that was just fantastic stuff. We saw the Waz movement build up, the season of Sean Johnson, who was pretty unlucky to miss out on the Daly M. And Andrew Webster's first season as coach for the Warriors in a team that wasn't really expected to, A, probably make the eight and, and do really all that well at all. So for Webster to come into a team that he hasn't necessarily built, get the best out of Sean Johnson, get the best out of a lot of these forwards, you know, um, you guys like Mitch Barnett who have kind of been maligned players and had a lot of issues in the past, Jackson Ford who came over from the Dragons. So to see what he did last year for this team was fantastic and also for the fans, the New Zealand Warriors fans, to see them get a full season where they could see the Waz playing at home, that was so good. And we even saw the rugby league, the, the rugby league side of things with the Warriors support almost match the All Blacks, which was fantastic, you know, for, for years and years. And rugby has been such a dominant sport in New Zealand. But to see, you know, rugby league and the New Zealand Warriors start to gain some momentum was fantastic. And uh, I don't think it can be underrated how big that is for the NRL. Like this game is growing so exponentially. And if we can continue to build on this New Zealand Warriors team and, and see what this system can develop, uh, it's so exciting for the NRL as a whole and building this game out of Australia because, you know, it's no secret that it's such a dominant game in Australia, but it's a lot of criticism. And when it's compared to rugby is that, well, it's not a global sport and, and it's just such a good way for the market to expand in New Zealand. Building off last year, I'm super excited to see what the Warriors can do this year. Obviously, they bowed out against the Broncos got smashed up there, but I mean, most sides except for the Pan Panthers would have got smashed by that Broncos side. Um, they had a few players out as well, so looking forward to seeing what they can do this year. You know, there's there's some people sort of questioning whether they're going to drop off. Personally, I think they're going to stay around the same mark they did. I've got them in the top four. Um, I'm just so psyched for some of the gains that they've got. Um, so we'll run through some of the changes to start. So obviously coming into the side is Roger Tuovasa-Shek, He's elite. We know what Roger can do. He's a Dalian winner. He's a premiership winner. He's played on the wing, transitioned to fullback at the Roosters. He was able to adapt to that so quickly, just showed how good he was. Then he went over to the Warriors, won his Dalian there. Uh, he was just a juggernaut for the Warriors, even when that side was struggling. So he's an elite player. Obviously, jumping into the centers, it's not an easy position to adapt to. It's the hardest position on the field to defend, just being able to read that slide defense and you know having your 5-8 on your inside and your wing on your outside, knowing when to rush in, when to hold your position. It's a really tricky position to adapt to. So I'm under no illusion that it's going to be easy for Roger, but a player of his status and caliber, I don't think it's going to take too long. And I don't think it'll take – it's not going to take long for us to see the best from Roger in attack. I can guarantee that. But, you know, it may just take a few weeks for him to adjust defensively, but uh, I have the utmost confidence in Roger coming back and dominating the NRL. Uh, Kurt Capewell comes over from the Broncos. I love that signing. I'm a huge fan of Kurt Capewell. He's just another experienced head to have in this forward pack. I think it's a really well-balanced forward pack with the addition of Capewell. And then Chanel Harris-DeVita adds a lot of depth to this half. We're going to see a bit of a shootout and a battle in the halves for that 5-8 spot. You've got Harris Tavita, you've got Tamate Martin, and then obviously Luke Metcalf as well. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. A couple of players they lost, Bailey Sirenen going over to the Catalans Dragons. 
I'm personally really high on Bailey Sirinan. I think he's a loss to the NRL. I loved what I saw from Sirinan when he was at the Bunnies. Um, you know, he's obviously bounced over to the Warriors. Probably didn't continue or, or get to the heights that I expected for him, which was a shame. But hopefully, a year or two over there, and uh, he can come back to the NRL. And you know, there's plenty of sides that could do with a player like Bailey Sirinan that are battling down the bottom of the ladder. So. Um, sad to see him go, but hopefully we get him back. And then Josh Curran, you know, I thought he was so typical of what a Warriors forward is. You know, I talked about Josh Curran in our Bulldogs preview, just a gritty, uh, hard, tough player that, um, you know, puts his best foot forward in every game. So he's a bit of a loss for the the Warriors, but, um, you know, they got some really good juniors coming through as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's a sad loss, but uh, I think the Warriors can cover him and Kurt Capewell coming across will, will certainly help there. Um, I think the Warriors have got a pretty handy draw for the year. Like if we just look at the draw for them, um, four of their first six games are at home. And obviously we can't understate how important that is for the Warriors. Last year we saw them start to really build that fortress-type game as an away game for opposition teams coming over to New Zealand. Now with the physicality of the rugby league, game these days having to travel get it get on a plane three hour travel adapt be in a hotel away from home these kind of things aren't easy to adapt to so um, for the Warriors you know building that and really um, capitalizing on that stronghold they have at home this year will be something that's really important for them to continue that momentum so yeah four four games at home in the first six rounds the first game against the Sharkies on a Friday night at six o'clock I can't wait for that. I'm going to be sitting at home with a Nagalo burger ready to go for that game. That's one of my favourite routines coming home. I love that 6 o'clock Warriors game. Hearing Daryl Halligan's commentary just gets me going big time. So I think that's a good good start um, for the Warriors against the Sharkies. I think that's an ideal opponent. Definitely see them winning that. Um, the two away games they do have in their first six rounds are against the Storm and the Rabbits, which is hardly ideal. I think the Storm and the Rabbits are going to be sort of top six, uh, both potentially top four in the NRL. So they're going to be tricky games. We saw the Warriors take it to the Storm. I think it was the Anzac Day clash last year. They were pretty unlucky not to win. So uh, they can definitely take it to Melbourne and they can definitely take it to the Rabbits as well. So in terms of their buys, they don't have a buy until around 13. So it's going to be a you know busy first 12 weeks for them. Um, you know, you can make arguments what you want your buyers to look like, whether you want to buy in the first 12 rounds or, or whether you want to keep your buyers till the end of the season. I think it's really contextual to how the team's set up, how many away games they have, origin schedule, all these kind of things. But um, for the Warriors, they don't have a heap of origin players. So um, the way that their buyer schedule set out, I think it suits them pretty well. So um, their next buy is round 19. So round 13, round 19, and then they have the highly sought after final round buy. So um, that's huge for them, particularly being a side that's you know in New Zealand. I think that's really big. So if they can seal a top four spot, and particularly if they can somehow jag second spot and get a home final with a final round buy, like that could be so big for the Warriors. Just imagine the Warriors with a buy, going into a home semi, winning that, and potentially having a prelim at home. Um, if that's not the most fucking perfect setup to try and make a grand final, I don't know what it is. So I think the Warriors got a really handy draw. Um, you know, just like I said, having that home fortress again, building on that, it's going to be huge for them. So that's the Warriors draw for the year. Um, if we're looking at their top 17, obviously, you know, the – the purchase of Roger Tuivasa-Shek raised some questions about whether he'd slot back in at fullback. 
But Andrew Webster made it very clear. Apparently, he was on the phone to CNK straight away and let him know, mate, even though we've signed Roger, that's your position. So I love that sort of stuff from a coach. Just really helps instill a lot of confidence in players, and that stuff's really important. So we'll see Chance Nickel-Clockstad secure that fullback position. I love the way he plays, very much in the mould of your Dylan Edwards-type player. Makes a lot of metres, tough carries. He's so reliable under the high ball. I just love everything CNK does. And I think it, he's one of those players that just gives so much confidence to his teammates. You love being in the side with a bloke like that who you know you can rely on. So we'll see him at fullback. DWZ on the right wing. We saw him last year with those beautiful locks flowing. Love that fucking curly mullet thing that he's got going on with the, the jerry curls and the locks. It's beautiful. Love seeing that flowing in the wing. So we're going to see him on the right wing and no doubt Rocco Berry will be his centre partner there on the right as well. So they formed a really fantastic combination there on the right last year, also with Sean Johnson and Murata Niakora. So I don't see that they're going to want to break that up again. So we'll see DWZ on the right wing, Rocco Berry right centre. Looks like we will see Roger Tuovasa-Shek lining up at left centre. We spoke about him already. I'm so excited to see what he can do. I love Roger as a Roosters fan. I loved what he did for the Roosters, and then I loved watching him at the Warriors in a side that wasn't necessarily doing all that well. Probably didn't do as well as he would have hoped going into rugby union, but um, coming back into the rugby league, I expect him to hit the ground running. So, Just a little segue, what about all the uh, double-barrel names? We've got Nickel Klockstad, Watini Zalesniak, Tuovasa Shek, Tamari Martin, Adam Fanua Blake, just to name a few. Who else have we got? Harris DeVita. How good's that stuff? Fucking arousing, that is. Um, Marcelo Montoya will be the left winger. He was another player who had a fantastic year last year, another one of these guys who just puts his body on the line, kind of has no regard for himself, can be prone to an error or two, but I think we saw that secure a little bit last year, so he'll be in for another big year outside Roger Tuovasa-Shek. Um, you know, we've seen Roger's ability with those tip-on plays when he was playing fullback back in the day. So uh, I think he'll see a lot of tries. He could be an interesting one for um, your leading try scorer markets. I don't know what he's paying, but he could be someone that's pretty interesting in those markets. Um, Lukey Metcalf at 5'8 for me, I think it's a no-brainer. I love Luke Metcalf. I'm so high on that bloke. I remember when he first started popping up in the nines, when we had the nines competition going for... Manly, and I was thinking, who the fuck is this bloke? I loved everything I saw from him, just that blinding speed, the ability to tear teams apart. Um, we saw last year, took a little bit of time, and, and he's been unlucky with injury, but there was one game in particular against Parramatta where they flogged the Eels of Parramatta. I think they won like 44 to 20 or something, and Metcalf, I think he scored two tries and had two tries in just the first half alone and absolutely tore them to shreds. Um, you know, we saw his running ability in that game and just the the strength that he had for a bloke that's not necess- necessarily that big. He scored a couple of tries where he made two or three tackle breaks and shrugged blokes off. And from what I understand, he's put a lot of work into putting three or four kilos on over the offseason. So obviously that's going to help with his defense. It's one thing that's come into question a bit, but um, also his, his ability to sort of break tackles and that kind of thing. So I love Luke Metcalf. He's got a fantastic running game. He's a great support player. For me, he's a no-brainer. I know that Tamari Martin and Harris Tavita are fantastic players as well, but I do think Metcalf's got the most upside, and I think he just complements Johnson really well. So um, I'll be picking Metcalf at 5'8", and I think that's the way that Webster will go too. Uh, certainly doesn't 
doesn't harm them to have the depth that they do in that position. And even if Johnson were to go down as someone as well who's injury prone, I mean, God forbid that happens, but um, it provides you with a bit more depth there too. So uh, Sean Johnson off the back of that year last year where he's very unlucky not to win a Dally M. Can't wait to see what he brings next year. Um, I love his kicking game. I love his footwork. I love his awareness. Great ball-playing game. That combination he has down the right side with those players I mentioned before, Nia Corday, Rocco Berry, who came on last year so well, and then obviously uh, Dylan Martinez-Lesniak on the wing. So looking forward to seeing SJ if he can back up what he did last year. If he can do that last year with the additions they made, and I really think it's no question about them being top four, top six again for sure. So. AFB at number eight, obviously sad news that he'll be leaving the Warriors, but completely understandable that he's returning for personal reasons. And I think the Warriors have been very reasonable in um, allowing that request. So um, kudos to them for doing that. We know what AFB is going to do. He's going to do the same stuff every week. He's one of the premier props in the game. So look forward to seeing what he does again. Wade Egan, I loved what we saw from him last year. He's got a good running game, good ball player. Um, can play eyes up footy and and knows how to sort of direct the team around the park as well. So great defender, really gritty, tough kind of player. So love Wade Egan. Mitch Barnett, I spoke about him a little bit before. I think he'll be the other starting prop. I love the way he sort of developed last year in terms of dropping some of the shit out of his game and just playing no-nonsense footy. Mitch Barnett has been one of these players that can get himself in trouble. You know, he gets a bit of momentum. He looks good. And he even kind of comes into the periphery of, Maybe this guy could be an origin-type player and then he fucking head-highs a bloke or stiff-arms a bloke or Kodang is a bloke and he's out for four games. So last year we saw that really improve and uh, I love Mitch Barnett. I love a lot of what he does and he could be the kind of bloke that could be an origin smokey with Michael Maguire this year going based on form and, and picking a different kind of crop of players. So Mitch Barnett. For me, we'll be locking down that front row. Uh, Jackson Ford on that left edge, I loved what he did last year. He was one of these players that the rugby league guru, shout out to him, uh, identified as someone who was probably underutilised by the Dragons last year. So, um, you know, he was fantastic on that edge. He hits lines really well. He can tip on. He's a fantastic, solid defender. So look forward to seeing him in another year under the Warriors. Um Obviously, with Kurt Capewell coming into the side, maybe uh, we might see Jackson Ford um, on the uh, – sorry, completely fucked this up. Um, I do think that, sorry, uh, Murata Neokora will start on that right edge. Obviously, that combination he built up with the guys um, outside him and, and around him, Johnson, Rocco Berry, uh, Watini Zalesniak. So apologies for the uh, little fuck up there. So I do think we will see Murata Neokora on the right edge and Kurt Capewell He's played a lot of left edge in his career, so I do think that he deserves that spot on the left. So we might actually see Jackson Ford drop back to the bench, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Webster uses these guys and rotates them. You know, Cabewell and uh, Jackson Ford are, are typically out and out edge players, whereas Murata Mar- Neokora might be able to play some time in the middle. So, um, but you you want to be wary of breaking up that combination you had on the right with those players. So Neokora, starting right edge player, Kurt Capewell on the left with Jackson Ford being able to provide some um, relief and utility value there as an edge. Tohu Harris, uh, dead set, looks like a mummy strapped out with 14 kilos of tape on him every week, but he just turns up and he's just such a consistent player. He can ball play really well at the back. I think that's a really underrated part of his game. He's a solid defender. He can also just wrap the ball under his arm and, and take tough carries too. So 
He's obviously the captain of the side and super important to what these Warriors can do this year. So he's going to miss some games to injury, but the the more time he can spend on the field, um, you know, the the more successful the Warriors are going to be and, and just his presence in the team. You know, kind of like I said with uh, C&K, just having those blokes in the team that you know are reliable, make the tough carries, make the really big plays in defense. Uh, that can't be understated, so... Uh, on the bench, I see Dylan Walker in the number 14. We saw what he did last year, jumped in and played a bit of 5-8, but the way he was able to come on and just break apart the opposition teams with his speed, his ball playing, he's such a perfect interchange player. Could be a smoky for the Origin team. Obviously, Madge Maguire had some success with Dylan Walker when he was at South, so wouldn't be shocked to see Walker's name pop up for the Blues this year, but I think for what the Warriors, the team, you know, the way they play and and what he provides, I think he's the perfect utility. So Dylan Walker there. Jaster Vanger, uh, he's another guy that can provide a little bit of utility value. I love what he does coming through the middle, just taking those tough carries. He's a bit of a wind-up toy. He just keeps going 100 mile an hour. He can play at hooker. You can throw him on an edge. But uh, personally, I think he's fantastic through the middle. So he'll be there. Um, as I mentioned, Jackson Ford will probably drop back to the bench with Kurt Capewell coming in on that left edge there. So Jackson Ford will be your number 16. And then I think it'll be a toss-up between Tom Ale and Bunty Afoa. Uh, personally, I prefer Bunty Afoa. I love hearing his name when Daryl Flanagan calls it out very hyperbolically in the commentary team. Um, so I love Bunty FO when he comes on the field. He can make tackle breaks, gains a lot of post-contact meters, and he can be a real impact player for the Warriors this year. So I think Bunty FO will be someone that um, we see locking down that last interchange spot for the Warriors. In terms of some players to watch out for, you, you obviously, for anyone who's been following my content, um, I did my guy in the watch post for the Warriors. So Sean Johnson was my guy for the Warriors this year. The person to watch was Tanner Stowers-Smith. So 19-year-old, he started out the season in Jersey Flag and then found his way into the New South Wales Cup side. So clearly his progression is has been accelerated. Um, so he's someone I'm really excited to see. He's just absolutely 100 mile an hour. He's got fantastic leg drive, good speed, good footwork, very handy defender. So he could be someone that you see coming into or coming onto the bench in the middle of the year. Obviously, you might have uh, Capewell featuring for the um, the Maroons later in the year, so they might open up a spot on the bench there. And then, you know, we did talk about Tohu Harrison potentially being injury-prone, which I really hope doesn't happen, but it's a likelihood that we might see. So there could be a time throughout the year where there's two spots open up on the bench for a younger edge middle sort of forward. Um, there's been a lot of hype around Zion Mau, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Apologies if I'm not, but uh, I think they're two guys as well as a Jacob Laban who's been talked about as well. So um, there's some good, really sort of young depth there for the Warriors. Obviously, they're raw, but um, it's exciting times for the Warriors with uh, some of these players they're developing. And I don't think it can be understated the impact that Gus Gould and Peter O'Sullivan have had in helping create and provide these development pathways for the Warriors. I think it's going to be super important to see how they continue to progress and have success going forward, still chasing that elusive premiership. So uh, I think it's going to be a really fascinating year for the Warriors. Obviously, there's a lot of um, a lot of hype based off last year. Are they going to slide down like we've seen from some of these sides in the 2022 season, your Parramatta's, your North Queensland, your Sharks, who had really successful years in 2022 and then um, didn't back that up last year. So 
I really think the Warriors can back it up. I think that home fortress will be big for them. I think the additions of Kurt Capewell and Roger Tuovasashek are going to be fantastic. And I do see Sean Johnson backing up what he did last year. I also think Luke Metcalf is going to have an absolute breakout season this year. If he can stay on the field, I know he's put a lot of work into building his strength and his base in his body to really help ensure that he is an injury prone this year. So I think uh, the Warriors are in for another big season. I predict them to finish in the top four. I definitely think they might end up featuring in a prelim and um, who knows, the sky's the limit for these guys. I'd love to see these guys win a comp. I mean, fucking be good for the game. I know it's super hard and um, it's, it's you know, they're climbing Mount Everest trying to win a comp against your Penrats, your Broncos, your Roosters, your Rabbits. But, I mean, why not? They've got a few of the best players in the game. Uh, I don't see why they can't do it. I think they've got a really well-balanced side. I think there's some pretty good depth there. They've got depth in the halves. They've got some depth in the backs. They've got depth in the forwards. I think it's a really well-balanced team. So I'm looking forward to what the Warriors can do next year. Um, I can't wait for that round one game. Like I said, I'm going to have a chicken burger ready to go. Going to have the Prago sauce. Warriors, Sharks at home in New Zealand. Daryl Halligan commentating. It's a fucking good combination, and I'm excited. I'm fucking jacked for it. Um, Looking forward to their season, and thanks for tuning in, guys. Keep tuning into the NRL season previews that we're putting out. Also, just recorded a Super Bowl preview that's going to be coming out in the next couple of days. So, for anyone that is uh, enjoying any NFL content we're doing, or just interested to get a little bit of an insight into what uh, players to expect for the Super Bowl next Monday, tune in. Uh, please like and subscribe the podcast on any platform you listen to, predominantly the Spotify and the Apple. Uh, podcast platform i need the love appreciate any feedback too love the honest feedback but all in all thanks for coming back guys look forward to catching up with you again 